2: All right, here we go. Podcast for you on Thursday, Thursday. What's up?
1: Oh hi, Jerry. I just saw I just got a um I saw him on my Instagram. I followed the Wonder Bar in uh Asbury Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They just announced, Jerry, fastball will be there. The way. Yeah. What else do they sing? Uh anything else i know? Yeah, I play one of the other songs as bumper music. Um something oh something with the word ocean in it. Okay. Which is a very good song. Also. They,
2: how many people can go to the Wonder Bar? I don't even know.
1: Um, I would say it probably holds a thousand people. Really? That many?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I, bet I don't you think get I've a ever thousand. been there.
1: Yeah, I bet you get a thousand people in there. All right. I mean, you'd be jammed in there, but when is maybe 500. Is this like a summer show or is it like coming in March? Mm, good question. It is, hold on, let me see, because I just saw this. That's a- funny. April 24th. Okay. It was you want a Tuesday guess? night? <laughs> Let's see. I can open that up. I don't know. March, April, 24th. No, that's a weekend, actually, I think. No, it's a s- Wednesday. Oh, it is?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh. yes, because I was looking to go away the 17th, which is a Wednesday. Okay. Come out to see that fastball me. on a Wednesday in April. Like, for one, it's not the Beatles. Two, it's not the summer. Three, it's a Wednesday. And they'll get people that will go. I guess so. Yeah, I, I know we get up early. I do. And I understand we live a different life than most. And if you have to get up at 6.30 every morning, it's not that big a deal to go out till 9.30 or 10 or 10.30.
1: But it's Wednesday night. Yeah, that that seems a little much.
2: Ugh. Yeah, out for that.
1: Uh, Gio sent me this thing yesterday, which was very alarming. Uh-oh. And I wanted to bring it to your attention, Jerry. You don't like alarming. It, it involved a guy in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Who was showing people <clears throat> how he got how he made himself a quick, well, not a quick, how he lived for free and earned himself $30,000. He said, and this is how you do it in Oregon and other towns like this. He says, you look for a place that's, what he did is he found a place that was for rent, mm-hmm. a house that was for rent. Right. We had no one living in it. He decided to move in. He was a squatter. Yeah, squatter. Yeah. He went in, he forged the do- documents that made it look like he was the the person on the lease. He changed the billing for the um, and put his, in his name the utility bills. A month later, when the people found out someone was living in their house, mm-hmm. he they called the cops to get the guy out, and he showed the cops, "No, I'm my name's on the utility bills. I'm, I have this lease agreement." Oh, they said to the owner, "Sorry, this is now a civil matter. You have to take this person to court." Yeah, it took nine months. This person lived in the house. Rent free for nine months. Then because the court case was taking so long, they settled and gave the guy another twenty something grand. So he got they paid him to go away? They paid him over twenty grand to go away. So he had a total of with with the free rent for nine months was twenty seven thousand dollars and then they paid him to go away a couple thousand dollars. So and they just moved on to another house.
2: Yeah, and this is it's so interesting you bring this up because The story that was in the um, paper last week was about the squatting issue they're having in Atlanta. And I was telling my wife about it, and she was not aware that this was a thing. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I said, so bad that there was a military woman that came home from overseas only to find these guys in their house. They had taken over her house in Georgia, $500,000 house. She calls the cops. They're like, sorry, civil matter. But it's my house. Doesn't matter. They can't do anything. And it took them a couple of weeks to find a loophole in the law to where they could finally, with force, get them out.
1: Like, yeah. What the hell? It's very weird. That happened. There's a house a couple houses down from me. It's a small house, but it's on Ocean Avenue. And a lot of these shore communities, they do winter rentals and then they do summer rentals. Mm-hmm. So you have a lease that may run uh, from October through or September through uh, June. Yeah. And then they rent the house out June, July, August, and they get big money for it. But so this person just decided with their winter rental, they weren't moving out. And it took past the whole summer that the people lost and they couldn't get the person to leave leave, and you can't force them to leave. Which I don't understand. I don't either. That's the thing that scares me about like getting a house to, getting a a condo or something to rent out.
2: That's what, in that article about Georgia, there was a landowner, a a landlord that had a couple of uh, rental properties. And he put them up for sale. He goes, I can't deal with this because when you're in between tenants, what do I do if someone basically just vac- vac- takes over the home? What do I do? So he put the houses up for sale. Yeah. Seems like a, a big hassle. Uh, it's a problem. It's a very big problem. And it's not just, apparently it's not just in Georgia. It's
1: everywhere. Yeah. They, they're Because this guy was pretty much saying like, as long as you get utilities in your name, you're now the person in the house. But, the,
2: but what I don't know, here's what I don't understand. Because if that happened, let's say you came home from Vegas and someone's in your condo and you can't get them out, <laughs> you're still going to have to pay the mortgage, you. Yes. But the people in there that won't get out can just, and the cops won't do a damn thing about it. I don't I don't understand what, how the law is written. It needs to be fixed because that is not right.
1: Yeah, very weird. And then uh, we were talking about it during one of the breaks today and, and Gio was looking up it's a thing that happens in Long Island as well. Oh, boy.
2: Well, why, let me ask you this: Why is that not when they they say it's a civil thing? Why is it not breaking and entering? Why is it not trespassing? Get out! Like put them in cuffs and get them the hell out. I don't understand that.
1: Right, like I would go into my house and and then say, call the cops and go, this person just showed up. But I guess once they have their name on, if they if they but have you forged own it, yeah, but yeah. I guess if they have forged documents that say they have a lease, you can't throw, that's the thing, like you can't, like even if I have, let's say I own a condo and I have renters in there and they're terrible and they're Mm -hmm. not paying and you can't throw somebody out of their living house where they're living, even if it's your house, which is just doesn't make sense to me.
2: That is not good either, but at least you did have an agreement with the people and I know they're breaking the agreement by paying it. But at least that's on the up and up this is they're stealing your place and your home it's not the same yeah they should still be able to be evicted I'm not saying that you shouldn't be if you're not paying but in this case these are these are criminals that yes. are taking over your home yes I don't I don't yeah, know. Very it's bizarre. Very, it is
1: concerning I agree very bizarre yep so and more concerning
2: that more people are becoming alerted to the fact
1: that you can do this right and no one's gonna arrest you well, maybe, maybe the, if more people do it, they'll figure out a way to stop it. I hope so. Then I had another interesting thing I saw online. This was, you know how we talk about any time you, you pay for something, they can spin that tablet around and ask you for a tip? 100% all the time. So there's like, you know, they'll have it at 18%, 20%, 20 And then they have custom tip. Yes. There's a guy online claiming that if you click custom tip, tip, you can enter a negative number. To get yourself a discount off of the huh. bill, come on—that's what he claims. Really? Yeah. Who would do that? You got to be
2: some piece of scum to do that. Even if the service is bad, you got to pay for what you ate. No. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, but Even I guess if maybe that's not good. You still pay for it. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that's possible. I don't know how no, you're, you're gonna enter. try. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is try to see if how, like, when you click custom tip, yeah, how you would enter a negative number on a number pad. I, I don't know. That's a, uh, uh, Unless you, gotta, you hit the minus sign, I guess
2: first if there is one minus one dot zero zero takes a dollar off. I don't know.
1: Want to take wild. Uh, give a ten dollar tip? Take ten dollars off your meal,
2: and that has become um, prevalent everywhere. Yeah, the tip. Thing. I mean, the fact that you go into Dunkin' Donuts now and it comes up, do you want a tip? Just pour
1: the cup of coffee for everything. I mean, come yeah, on. I think like if there's certain situations like if you are going in and you're getting, you know, multiple sandwiches made. That's different. Uh, uh, yeah. And you're I, being a pain in the neck. I don't disagree. With but all... then you know
2: who gets screwed? The people at the drive-thru. Right. Because you don't tip people at the drive-thru. I've never seen it. That's true. You know, right. And they're working just as hard as if you go in to get it. And there are many people that go through the drive-thru, especially at Dunkin' Donuts, that you get behind them, two iced coffees, a regular coffee, and four bags of food. I mean, they're getting a lot.
1: You ever do one of those situations or been involved in one of those situations where the person in front of you paid for your meal? Yes. You have.
2: And I got lost on that deal. That happened this summer. Okay. So it, I, what what place was it? It was Dunkin' Donuts. Every Sunday morning I go there. I go through the drive-thru for two. It's the only time I get Dunkin' Donuts all week, aside from the coffee here, of course. But every Sunday morning I get that for Kim and I um, after I pick up the bagels and all that stuff. And so it was July, August, whatever it was, but it was a summer morning. And I pulled up, and I know how much it costs, and I had the money in my hand. And she was, oh, it's been going on for about an hour. The people got you. I'm like, who? The people in front of you? Someone started that, and you know, it's kind of like you don't have to pay for the people behind you, but it's like a thing this morning. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I? Owe you? She's like, seventeen dollars, and so I'm like, what? No way. I'm like, come oh, on, man. I'm like,
1: okay. Really, I did. I didn't know what to do. You don't want to. It's <laughs> like, what do I do? You didn't want to break the pay it forward. I
2: did. It might not have been seventeen, but it was definitely. It was. It was more than ten. I can tell you that. It might have been like eleven or twelve bucks instead of the six I was about to pay for the two coffees.
1: That's I'm interesting. Like, oh. What would I have? What would you do in that situation? I probably would have broken the streak. Okay, because that's I, uh, that's a little strange for me. I I thought about it like briefly. Like I'm not. oh I Although in that situation, I probably would have panicked, and
2: which is what I did. Paid,
1: and what then I, as I drove away, I'd been like, "What an idiot!"
2: What I probably should have done was, you know what? Here's the six dollars towards theirs behind me. I don't have anything else on me,
1: right? Yes, I knew
2: what I knew what my order was, so put it towards theirs. Could have done that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to start carrying cash more.
2: I have to too. I'm very
1: bad at it. That way, when you that way, you don't have to feel pressure to tip off of that iPad thing when True. there's are tipping. So I guess if you, hmm. Because even back then, back when we were doing regular tipping, just the jar at the cash register, yeah. if something was $20. And you put a dollar in. Yeah.
2: As opposed to 20%, which is $4. I'm just, I'm trying to think, because Jersey Mike's, I usually pay cash, but I have used a debit card and I have given a tip. And you're right. There's a big, there's like, not a can, it's a huge cup that says tips. But when you pay with the debit card, they turn the, they turn the pad around. And you're right. Usually, when I pay cash, I only give them a couple dollars. As a, it's a forty dollar order for three or four subs sometimes because it's not cheap. Yeah, you're right. Should bring cash.
1: Bring cash, and you just drop. Boom.
2: It's a very good point.
1: And then you look like a hero because it's cash.
2: You're better off taking the extra three minutes and running to the ATM at your bank rather than using your debit card.
1: Mm-hmm. I also feel like if you if you they spin that iPad around for you to tip, and you tip. I want a bigger applause type of situation. <laughs> like they're, de- it's like you almost get nothing. No, you don't. You're just giving them money. Like that, it's expected that you were to
2: do that. Mm-hmm. It's become expected, like when you go to a restaurant or a bar, they're expecting a tip now. That is very true.
1: Yeah, and this came up. Uh, you know, we were very fortunate to fly private mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl and back. There were there were other people on this flight yeah. besides us, but one and- that was clearly sick. Yeah, cuz now I got it. <laughs> but going out there we had had some drinks. Yeah. And afterwards after the next day at work, Boomer was like, "Did you tip the flight attendant?" And we're like, "No, we didn't even think about it." Mm-mm. So then he got her Venmo for us all to tip her, which we did. So this time coming back, we have that on our mind. Now, because we were coming back in the morning, we were all had a long drive ahead of us after landing. None of us had drinks. I had a coffee and I had a bagel. That's it. That's it. Uh, But now I'm tipping this woman.
2: Well, I'm confused by a couple of things. Yeah. Number one, when we discussed this the first time, when we didn't initially tip, we ultimately did. We asked on the air to Boomer, well, what would you have, like, what are you tipping? And he said, in your mind, what did she serve you? Do the math on what it would be and give her 20%. We all went far and above. What, 20% of what we actually yes. were served on that plane? So that was confusing to me. Because I was going to, remember, I offered to just send $100 from the four of us. I figured 25 bucks each for what we had, I thought it was very nice. And everybody was like, no, I'm sending $50. i am sending $50. i am like, oh, okay, I guess I'm sending 52 just for me. And she wound up getting, like, because you gave 100 I think.
1: No, I, I gave 50
2: You gave 52 Anyhow, she got a, she got more than the 100 the idea that you would tip on a coffee and a bagel that costs all of, let's say it's a Starbucks coffee and it's an Einstein bagel, maybe is $9, dollars a dollar eighty.
1: Right. I'm really going to handle her. Like, it didn't make sense. The other thing was, it looked awkward, everyone tipping this woman. Yeah. It felt like we were in a high class place, mm-hmm. a private plane. And then we were tipping. Yeah. It seemed, Hmm. it it just, it didn't feel right. I ended up giving her, all I had was a 20. Oh, okay. So you gave her cash. Yeah. Because other people were doing Venmo, correct? Yeah, that seemed so awkward when she was, she was, people were handing her their phones with Venmo open for her to type in her Venmo. Hmm. It just seemed skeevy. Something about it seemed skeevy. Yeah, that's interesting. Because that wasn't the case. I
2: didn't fly home with you, so I didn't see that. That wasn't the case for us. We just handle it the next day. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is there's, there's someone needs to why don't you do this? I'm serious. Write a book of tipping rules. I'll bet you you would sell a ton of them. Tipping etiquette.
1: Yes. For for twenty twenty four.
2: And be legit. Like don't don't be like, we're not tipping anybody. Like you tip your servers and you come up with the people that you think legitimately deserve a tip and the ones
1: that this is Cockamamie. <laughs> Here's how it could be broken down: These people get tipped twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Then you have these people get tipped a dollar or two. Oh, yeah, and then these people are not tipped. Fair enough, I agree. Who gets
2: holiday tips? Yeah, there's all sorts of different things. Like you could have a chapter on holiday tipping. Yes, I could. You know, fast food tipping or not, right? Private jet tipping. <laughs> like there's all sorts of things you could do.
1: Now I have not had fast food in a couple years now. Right. If I go to McDonald's, are they asking for a tip if I, I bet you, why wouldn't they? I? I don't if know. If I'm, you know, paying by card.
2: The the last several times I've gone to McDonald's, which is usually around baseball season, it's always through the drive through for, for Joseph for his nuggets or something. I don't know that I've gone into a McDonald's and I've, I don't remember. It's a long time since I've actually been in one. Yeah. So I don't know the answer to that. I have been in a Wendy's though. Um, late summer. I don't remember, though.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, you're right, though. Like, the Jersey Mikes, they have the tip situation. Oh, they do. 100% they do. I'm trying to think if Subway does or doesn't. I haven't been in a Subway in a while. Yeah, I also think I also think that after the... Or during the pandemic and after things shifted to... We're tipping everybody.
2: Yeah, that's what it
1: happened. Everyone's getting tipped.
2: And I'd like a chapter on tipping these delivery people on what the right etiquette is as to when, how, how much... Why am I tipping before they deliver it? Because I do that now with the P- the pizza app Slice, which we use once a week. And I tip before the food comes. And a good example, most of the time from this place we go to, the food's phenomenal. I'm not I, not disparaging it at all. But we, I ordered uh, on, was it Friday, Saturday, Saturday night? Because it was just me and Matthew home. And I ordered at 5 o'clock. Because I had Rutgers. Got home, I was starving. Hadn't eaten all day since breakfast. And he was going out at 6.30. So I ordered at 4.45. They got to my house in 17 minutes. But here was, and I tipped on the app, $5. That's the other thing. You used to get pizza, you'd give a dollar or two. And I know because I was a pizza delivery guy for a while. Now on this app, they're asking for 25%. It's like, okay. So sometimes when we order for the four of us, if I get a couple of subs and a couple of pies, it's $70. And it's like, the tip is 12 bucks. Like, what the hell? But whatever. Yeah. So anyway, they get there very quickly on Saturday. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm hungry. Fantastic. The fried zucchini sticks could not have been better. Open up the pizza, complete mess. They clearly took it out of the oven, threw it in the box, and sent it out. It never settled. The cheese was everywhere. I'm like, what did I what is this? Right, and you tipped on that already. And I tipped already. Now the delivery guy's not his fault, but that's not acceptable. It was terrible.
1: Yeah, that's when the delivery guys got to look at it and go, I can't deliver this. I'm yeah, gonna get no tip.
2: I know, not his fault though. But th- I would like to know what you do with these delivery people, too.
1: That's a good question. How right. do you tip them? Same with the valet, right? When you give your car up. I always feel <sighs> yeah. like you should tip that guy f- more importantly than the second guy. But most of the time, some people tip both. You tip the guy who gets tip, your car. I do tip both. But it it doesn't make sense to wait until the end when you get your car. Right, because they've already handled it for you. Right. I know.
2: What do you think is an acceptable tip for the valet? Anything, obviously, high is fine. But what's on the low end do you think is acceptable? So, like, I'm going to, if I go to, let's say I go to Borgata Saturday night and I go to the valet, is it minimum a $5 bill? Can you get away with folding up three singles and you just hand them?
1: I would say I used to give $2, but I don't think that's acceptable anymore.
2: I think 5 is now the minimum, a $5 bill. Because even, like, when I go play golf, when you – drive up and you drop off your bags if they take them it's like all right here's five dollars and they take them to clean them like hey, here's five dollars or sometimes it depends on how many bags if it's four bags you give them 10 or 15 or 20 it depends on where you are
1: i also think just giving a regular acceptable tip like five dollars is meaningless and you don't get treated any better if you give an over the top tip is the only what time to you 20 bucks 20 dollars yeah you give $5 to a valet, I think you're being treated... Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Because everyone's given somewhere in that ballpark. How many people... Give me a another
2: another good chapter. I don't know how you would expand on this, but what percentage of people do you think don't tip? In in all categories or just... No, the valet. The valet. So the percentage of people that don't tip the valet when they drop off their car, which I think is significantly high.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say 60%. That many. Do not tip when they drop off their car.
2: You think you get the old I'll get you on the way out. Yes. What percentage don't tip on the way out? Very small number, right? I'm going to say 10%. Yeah,
1: I was going to say the same
2: thing cuz I've seen it done. But I also feel like that's a very small number.
1: I always think about that too like if you are let's say for your work, like there are people at work here that park in a parking garage yeah. every day. Yep. So you are you're handing <laughs> Your keys to somebody, you're getting it. So you got every day. Are you tipping every day, or do you hit those people up on a monthly basis? I feel
2: regulars. I think I'm probably giving them every day rather than giving them a set number every month. Because then what happens when you go on vacation in the summer and you only work two out of four weeks? Now you're going to give them half. That looks crappy. Yeah, but if every time I go in there, they know they're getting five bucks in, five bucks out. They know what they're getting. Yeah, I would do every day, I
1: think. Man, you've got to prepare. You got to go to the bank now and get a
2: whole bunch of fives. You have to keep bills on. Yeah, you have to have bills on you every single day. And that's a headache.
1: Yeah, a bunch of five spots. Yes, I would agree. I have like a quick uh, listener email, Jerry, mm. which I wanted to uh, answer this man. He says, um, this is from Steve. He says, hi, Al, podcast listener here. Would love to hear how the process of how the WFAN contest line works. Okay. I was calling in last week for Creed tickets. Twice, someone picked up and mumbled something real quick. <laughs> Sounded maybe like a caller one, and then my line got disconnected. Just wondering about the process and how many lines there are. think it would make an interesting topic. So we have probably contest lines. I think there's four of them.
2: Is that it? I thought there were eight. Is there yeah, I think there's
1: only four contest lines. And this sounds like me on the other end of this. So when we give away the tickets, we're taking caller number seven. Right. So I will go click down each one. Caller number one, caller number two. Call... But I don't stay on to have a conversation.
2: No. Nor should you.
1: Yeah, so it's cut off. And then once I get to caller seven, I go, you're the winner. So maybe you're hearing, hearing caller one. Yeah. Not not that a caller won the contest. You are caller one. You're caller one. And we're looking for caller seven. Then I also don't pick up after that because that phone will ring for hours. Correct.
2: You can't. You can't answer everyone. You can't answer everyone. Especially if you don't have another one for at least an hour or two. Right. I used to, I was, when I was a producer, we did, I was overnights and um, with Mike and Chris during the day, but I didn't produce often with them. I was more on the board. But when we did have giveaways, I was more of the, sorry, you lost. Sorry, you lost. Sorry. And then you would go with the number. I actually, we would count it, except there was one time Russo called for like number You know, 93. Dude, come on, really? Right. I don't think I gave it away to Caller 93, but it also wasn't Caller 10.
1: Right, like Caller 7, which we always do for Boomers Uniform number. That's easy to to give to the correct caller.
2: Very easy, yes. So there's your answer, Yeah, there's your answer. But it's also weird, too.
1: Like, when we get a lot of calls for contests, there's a delay. There's a delay in the, like, when I plunk down. Mm -hmm. Because when, when I do get the winner... And I have to get their information, their email, their address, phone number, all that stuff. When I ask the question, there's a long, a, a decently long delay before they answer me. Interesting. It's very strange. I think the the volume of phone calls going into the system throws the system off. It might. It might. I know you love taking those calls. Oh, I love a good. Uh, Where are
2: you from? Oh, Albuquerque. I was having to drive. Uh, what?
1: Yeah. Right when they say like spell your last name, they're like E C T L O nine three two eight six. What I, I know the I, best though is still getting people's email addresses that have like nowadays most people it's like some version of your name. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, and some of these old people would be like Yankees suck at AOL.com. <laughs> and com. They still using that.
2: What happens to an email address
1: after use? Does it just go away if you stop
2: logging I don't know. in? cuz i have a you just reminded me my first email address was i had hotmail and earthlink at the same time yeah and i had the same email address at hotmail and earthlink earthlink went away they dissolved hotmail is still out there though i think it's now msn i think bought them oh yeah but i think if you put in your email address it'll take you right to msn
1: oh yeah i still have a hotmail account that i check you do yeah that i that's what i use for any time i know i'm going to get spammed on something <laughs>
2: I wonder if I could, like, I would have to put in lost my password. I yeah. wonder if it would still, If I, how many emails do you think
1: I'd have? You haven't checked it since when? 20 years. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I don't know if they ever
2: go inactive. That's a good question. Because I took over the, maybe longer, because I created the Yahoo account when I got the job here. And I think I phased out of Hotmail. So it might be like 25 years.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get. I'm gonna. I have an old AOL address mm-hmm. that I just remembered in my head. I am going to try that later. I'm today. gonna go. I'm gonna go do that. We're done here. I'm curious now. My very first email address. The it is a Jim Rome reference. That's oh, really? how old my email address. Clones. Is. This has something to do with the, I with the clones. Clone dukes. <laughs> dukes clone. Do not give away my email, <laughs> real, address, Jerry.
2: Real quick before you go. This is interesting. So over the last week, I've gotten like eight emails from uh, Twitter or X that people are trying to get into my account. Really? Yes. And that they're failing with the password. What do I do? I don't know. I mean, it keeps telling me to change my password. I'm like, but clearly it's working because they can't get in. Right. But now I'm like, why is someone trying to get into my Twitter account so so badly? Squatters. And it's (laughs) maybe, and it's been every day. I haven't gotten it yet today. But yesterday was the eighth straight day I got the email. And you think that's a legitimate? It looks like it. I yeah. mean, I look where it's coming from. It does. It's not from x2345 at twitter9.com. It looks legit. And it's given me a code to use to log in if I lost my password and it's me. Hmm. Meantime, I'm logging in every day.
1: Right. And I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either, Jerry. Mm-mm, not not good. one bit. Nope. All right, let's do the warm up program. My throat hurts. Feel better.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Right, here we go, almost a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, it is Thursday as we are nearing the weekend. What is up? The Andy schizzeri hello, and across from me, his name is Al Shannon Dukes. What's up, man?
1: Good morning, Jerry. Mm, it's a good morning for me, not so much for you. My throat is on fire. Oh, fire. Yeah, this happens. Man, I knew it, too. I was on this airplane coming back from Vegas, some dudes. Yeah. Dudes were hacking, and I was just like, ugh, I just, I'm in this little tube full of sick human beings. Yeah, just germs. Yeah. And it got me, Jerry. You know, all those uh, days of not sleeping and waking up at midnight and going to events in the middle of the night, it got it me. Yep. It just got, got me. Got you good. So I was looking for a little uh, honey around here for some, uh, put some honey in, in hot water. Right. And on the packet of honey, Jerry, it says, do not feed to infants. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to say expired in uh 2016. Well, the honey I brought in is expired and it's it's just uh a of a, a solid form and right? it's very bizarre. <laughs> yes, it's like a rock. Yeah, it's like a rock. <laughs> yeah. But well, infants can handle a little honey? I don't I'd have no idea. guess it's We're not th- a honey family, so I don't know. I guess it's too thick for those I guess. infants to suck on, I I guess. suppose
2: and you're not going to give them hot tea, so not, not. going to
1: give him hot tea, Jerry. So you're right. I guess that's the thing. You put a little honey in a little baby's mouth. It's going to be like,
2: the like heck is butter. this?
1: Yeah, peanut butter too. I guess you can't feed babies. Yeah, again, don't well, think we ever did. Don't know. I don't remember. Please, babies can't handle anything. I'm a long ways away from that now. From having a baby or yeah. being a baby.
2: No, from when our when my kids were babies, like 14 years ago now.
1: Yeah. So who knows? Crazy. Maybe back then you were allowed to give your baby. No, I don't honey. think
2: you. I don't think you are. I just don't really remember what we did. Yeah crazy
1: so yesterday i'm uh bumping around on the internet jerry looking through some of my news feeds that i like to see and i forgot i was like ah the the chiefs parade is today i saw this, a couple of things and then you got the uh the word of the there was a shooting there yeah multiple at the, at shootings end, when it was over
2: i believe is right? that when it occurred it at uh, the conclusion at I the conclusion the, uh, yeah
1: festivity yeah i got you know and it, my initial reaction i don't know what yours is Mine was like hmm, okay like yeah i kind of Anytime there's groups of people and you're not going through metal detectors, it's you're terrible. putting yourself in a bad spot because yeah. people suck. It shouldn't happen, but there
2: are just horrible people
1: out there. It's awful. I actually thought about you know going to the Super Bowl on Sunday, yeah. like hmm, but in that case, you're going through multiple metal detectors, all these different things. When you go to these parades, when it's just groups of lunatics, mm-hmm. and this one's a little strange. Like it's not. It wasn't like a lone. Gunmen. It seemed like they arrested multiple people. Three people, I believe. Three people. Were yeah. they shooting each other? I, I
2: don't know. We don't know, right? I don't know. I, I really don't. I this know. wild to stuff. To your point, I remember being with the media, part of the Giants parade. I forget what year it was. Yeah. Whichever one of the two. that, that uh, I guess it was the second one because mm, I think it was the second one. Anyway, whatever. Doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. Uh, But being part of that, thinking that... And and I guess I don't know how New Year's Eve is. I've never done it in Times Square. I don't know if you got to go through security for that, but I do remember that parade. People are just coming from everywhere, from all over, and it's yeah, it's chaos and it's organized chaos, I would guess you would say. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's my reaction wasn't quite like yours. I was more sad, just like come on, God, what is wrong with everybody? It's awful. There's nothing else to say. This is terrible. And it shouldn't happen, and yet it still
1: does. Yeah, I guess we're just uh, used to it at this point. Numb to it. Numb to it, sadly. Yep. Yeah. And um, it Dude, says. I think you're right. Not stunned when
2: you heard it, which is a terrible thing to say, Right. but it's true.
1: Yeah, I'm not stunned by it anymore. No. You just kind of see it and go, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I could see that. Yeah, it's all right. I horrible. could see how uh, you get a group of, a uh, large group of random people coming together with drinks and all this stuff, and people bring guns and. Start shooting them off. One, I have no idea what goes on. One lunatic.
2: That's like... That's, well, this was that, three. No, no, but I'm saying one lunatic out of... I don't know how many people were at the parade. A million people. I'm not even sure what it was. Yeah. But literally one lunatic out of all those people completely screws up everything and kills someone. You got numerous kids injured. Just... There aren't words for it. I, it's, it's, it's I guess it. The,
1: the latest police report from Kansas City is one person has passed 22 others shot.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think the majority of them were between the ages of 5 and 14, if I read yeah, that Yeah, there right. was like 9 or, yeah. or
1: 10 of those. Yep, yep. Then there was a weird, you know, as I was trying to follow this all, as it was going, and news feeds were coming in, there were weird headlines that were that were sig- sig- not signaling out. Singling out. Okay. Very weird. It'd be like a headline. Patrick Mahomes okay during shooting. Like, what? J- that's what we're concerned, whether Patrick Mahomes was shot out of everybody. It was just a bizarre headline. Yeah, but it caught your attention, sadly. It did, but I wonder just how that process went, where they were like, let's write a headline. Not, you know, no Chiefs injured, no players injured. Patrick Mahomes is fine. Because he's the most important Chief. Taylor Swift's boyfriend, okay, yeah. in shooting at... A, what?
2: S- was that a headline for real?
1: I, I did not see that. Oh, okay, because that
2: would make sense to me, too. Because that also all grabs your eyeballs, and now you need clicks. And it, that wouldn't shock me at all if that was a headline somewhere.
1: Yeah. Now, what was interesting was uh, as to how the networks responded to this. And I guess ESPN and NFL Network were very late, late to the reporting. And one of the things that they brought up was, you know, ESPN put this network together in the 90s called ESPN News. That's which, long gone, though, now. No, but it's still a But it's channel. not what it was, I mean. Right, but you can't call yourself ESPN News and then run reruns all day long, yeah. which is what they do. So then when something like this happens and you go to ESPN News... And they're running a 30 for 30 it's <laughs> or just something. Yeah, it's know, stupid. Yeah, ESPN News, when it first
2: came out, was pretty cool because it was the equivalent to the news channels. They had the ticker going, and you had literally live... I mean, it was repetitive, but anytime you wanted to catch up on what was going on, I think it was on a 30 or a 60-minute uh, time. I, I don't remember if the shows were 30 or 60 minutes, but it would continue and replay and update as the day went on. And it really was a very cool concept, but that uh, outgrew itself, and that was the end of that. Now it's just a
1: channel. It's all yeah, it but, is, is but, a channel. Right. But they in that case... Call it ESPN4, is what they Right, call you got to rebrand I agree. yourself. I agree. Because that's stupid.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I don't know what's... on. I didn't see this. Anybody that didn't know that you're not you've never watched it in the last 10 years because right. that espn news hasn't been espn news maybe even longer than that I mean, it's been a long time since they were what they launched as
1: right but why do they keep that i have
2: no idea you'd have to talk to someone at espn that to i me, would like to no talk s- to someone at espn makes no sense
1: wasn't andrew Marshan get on that i don't well the I met, hell do they call it espn news and it's way, not espn news met him in vegas and i forgot to ask him when he was coming on hmm. or coming in That'd be a good question for him. What is this?
2: Well, that and a lot of different questions that we have for him.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So they weren't there. They weren't on it. Yes, uh, the NFL network was running old Super Bowls. Really? Okay. This is why, honestly, this is why part of the reason why people don't subscribe to cable anymore. You don't give us anything. When there is breaking news, you're not there for us. So we out. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I'm not out. Okay. Well, then watch ESPN News. That's just reruns of 30 for 30s. Uh, Okay. Call it ESPN News. Maybe CNN Breaking News could just show documentaries all day long. Maybe they could. Maybe they could. But when you keep uh, paying for it, they have no reason to change.
2: You get hung up on the weirdest things. Why gives a rat's ass if ESPN News is a thing or not? Like, honestly, who cares?
1: Well, I care. Well, I Why? think people because you can't call. Jerry. So change the name. Who gives us? Just be like a, a w- if w- really bothering you. Yeah, well, bothering that that people like you keep paying for it and encouraging people them. like me. Yeah, and encouraging. You don't even have
2: Channel Two in your condo, right? Oh my God! All right, stop. I don't pay. I, for I can't do that. I'm not doing the cable thing today. Okay. Holy crap! All right. My God, we got the. You want news? You open Twitter four thousand times a day. It's right there for you. Right. And you're worried that ESPN News calls itself ESPN News. Correct. Who cares? I care. You really concern yourself with the weirdest things. All right. What else? That's it. That's all I got. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot...
2: Right, on twenty after five, it is Alan Jerry until Boomer and Geo six o'clock on the fan. The uh, blah, 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 Knicks lost again, but they don't play till next Thursday. So so be it. And the Knicks lost historically in historical fashion last night, losing by fifty. What else, Al?
1: When? Why is basketball not until
2: next Thursday? Uh, very lengthy All Star break. So they played last night. The Knicks don't come back until next Thursday.
1: That's a long time. That's a very
2: long break. That's they get even... off that
1: whole time, like the players could do whatever they
2: want. Uh, yeah, I guess unless you're involved in the All Star festivities. I'm what baseball is? What baseball they play Sunday and then they're back Friday, so that's not as bad. This is really long. So whatever.
1: And there's an actual All Star game. They still do that. They do still do that Sunday. If that's what you want to call it? Yes.
2: It's it's a it's a sham of a game. Because... No
1: defense. No.
2: No, it's actually. I think they uh, more pattern themselves after the Globe Trotters now. Oh, when they do these trick shots, games. that sort more, of thing. I still think it's more about the uh, the three point shooting and the uh, the slam dunk contest. But that's what it is. So
1: the Nets lost last night by fifty points. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why they even showed up. Yes, and this is the second time that says the Celtics beat somebody by six uh, by, 50 by fifty points this year in
2: the same season. Yes, historical. They say. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, pretty bad. They uh, they were up by.
1: Fifty-two to 17? 52-17. At one point, yeah,
2: embarrassing. So, the next season, someone's got to get fired. They were thirteen and ten, and they suck now. So, <laughs> uh, I have something for you. <laughs> this was funny, so I should have been ready for this. Remember, you were talking yesterday. Maybe I think it was you or it was G. I forget who uh,
1: about bad acting in the afternoon. Yeah, that okay. was both me and uh, Gio. Okay. Uh, the the bad acting by Evan and Morash in their promo for a Rod Day,
2: right? So yesterday, I think this was yesterday, if not the day before, but I think it was yesterday. Um, they're discussing championship teams, ke- teams in New York that are close to being championship uh, contenders. Listen to Evan laugh, and you tell me if this is not the worst acting you've ever heard.
0: Well, there. if it's not the Yankees, who then is it?
2: To me, the only one that jumped at to the top of my mind was yeah. the Knicks. <laughs> Let's go Knicks. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being serious. <laughs> Cause hold on, you he,
1: he, he gotta hear me out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Evan's doing I mean, in the afternoon on, over there now with his over-the-top acting. <laughs> it's getting to be Pathetic, a lot. Actually, yeah, it's a lot going on. It was a weird day around here Oof, yesterday. Uh, People were dressed as clowns, uh, wrestlers. Who was the guy that Brandon was? Brandon was Gold Dust, which was what he was a pro, a gay pro wrestler in WWF. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think he was Dusty Rhodes' son in real life or fake wrestling life, which is why he was dust. Like in the time of Andre the Giant or later than that? Later than that, but not long after Andre the Giant, I believe. Gold dust, yeah. And then Doink the Clown, I I know was a wrestler. I have no idea what era that was. That was was a wrestler too? he was was just a clown. No, no, no. He was a wrestler as well. Doink the Clown was not aware of
2: this. Yeah. Weird day. My, my wrestling was like three years. Three years I was I would say three or four years I was into wrestling and I was into it for you know, I was probably between the ages of nine and like twelve. And that was it. And it was one of the biggest things in my sports life was that wrestling. But after it and before it, I have no knowledge of any of it.
1: Man, I was so disappointed. Yesterday I, I saw the other day when I was on Netflix that there was a Ric Flair documentary. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this can be awesome late Check that off. Put it on my save list. And last night I was like, I'm gonna watch that Rick Flair wrestling. It was the thirty for thirty on Netflix. Yeah, huh. but they 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 had it um, highlighted like it was this brand new documentary, Netflix produced documentary. But it was the thirty for thirty. Ric and you Flair, saw it already, which we've seen already. Yeah. yeah. All right. I almost watched it again just because it is. I remember being disappointed in it though. I don't know that I saw it. Just like I was disappointed in the Andre the Giant. HBO documentary that Bill Simmons put together? Disappointed in what, in like, what way? Like, uh, we didn't learn anything new. I, I want a, I want a little more insight. You know, like, I, like yeah. A&E used to do great docu- biographies, and they did a great Andre the Giant one. This one was not up to snuff. I feel like
2: I watched that in a hotel room in Chicago when I was away with Rutgers. I I didn't know much about Andre the Giant. So yeah. for me, I feel like I did. But if you knew a lot about him, then I get it. But I, I yeah, to me, I thought it was done well, but... Again, I didn't know anything about him other than remember watching him as a kid. That was it.
1: Now, here's one that does seem interesting. Apple Plus has a documentary coming out called The Dynasty. It's a a docu-series, multiple parts, on the Patriots' dynasty. But supposedly, there's a lot of people involved, including Tom Brady, that did sit-downs for this. Yeah,
2: and I saw the one quote. This is what I don't understand. He does a podcast every single week. He has talked about Bill Belichick... How many times since he left the... All the time. And when Belichick left, had nothing but great things to say about him. And yet the headline for, I guess, what will be the promo of this docuseries is him saying there's no way I was going to play for him again.
1: Yeah. He said, me and Coach Belichick, we did what we loved and competed for 20 years together. But I wasn't going to sign another contract, even if I wanted to play until 50. Based on how things had gone, I wasn't going to sign up for more of it.
2: So my question would be, is that just a headline grab? And then when we get into it, he's talking about how great he was, but it was just enough and it had run its course.
1: I saw another quote by Gronk saying that Gronk said that when he used to near the end, when he would get to the facility, he would sit in his car thinking, I do not want to go in there because of the icy relationship between Belichick and Brady. And I think Julian Edelman's in it as well talking about, their terrible relationship. Well, the one thing we know about Belichick
2: and why he was so good for so long, yes, he had Brady, but he also was ruthless when he had to cut people. And you get the sense that he never got close to people. Because I guess the closer you get to them, it's harder to let them go. Um, so I, I, I guess that makes sense. Outside looking in, though, you figure they did so much for the organization, you would find it hard to believe that there was no relationship whatsoever and that it was just coach-player, coach-player. And now you're going to see Belichick go on TV and act all – happy and fun and, well, for what he can be, and then he's
1: going to go back and coach potentially next year and be that guy again? Yeah. He'll bounce right back into Very it. Very interesting. Now I'm going to have to go get Apple Plus when that comes out. Do so you be interested in watching that? I will watch that for really? sure. Yeah. That seems interesting to me.
2: Okay. See, I don't – like I, the way you just mentioned Andre the Giant in the documentary, Like, yeah. I don't really know what we would learn – I, only from the standpoint of hearing from Brady every single week like we do, and I feel like everything's been written and talked about, unless they're making crap up now.
1: Or he's, or he has saved all of his actual thoughts for this documentary for would whatever he, reason. Would you say
2: that Brady had a part in it, meaning
1: producing it?
2: Uh, that I don't know. Because if that's the case, then I think you'd be 100% right in thinking that that's possible. That he left stuff just to sell this documentary.
1: Yeah, it's always weird with documentaries where you want, like, if the person, if the people involved are behind the documentary, you think, well, they're not going to tell you the whole truth. And then when they're not involved, you think, well, I wish so-and-so was involved so we learned more. Right. So I don't know which way I, but I, I do like, like, that they have Brady in this. It doesn't. I saw no quotes from Bill Belichick, no, so I yeah. don't. I, I guess he's not part of this. So maybe this is a Tom Brady situation.
2: What was um? Uh, what was? Who is their uh, old coordinator who left to be a coach? He's now at Sirius. Oh, God. Charlie Weiss. Yes, I would wonder if he's in it because he's got loose lips. He does have loose lips. Uh, did you see the quote from him yesterday about Tony Romo?
1: Well, I saw a whole article that he hated Tony <laughs> Romo. But I kept scrolling. I was like, where is his? He said he wanted to vomit or something. He, yes. Watching he, it. Watching
2: Tony Romo. Correct. Because he talks too much and wanted to let it breathe. He said he'd rather vomit than listen to Tony Romo do a game. Like, Who's Charlie? <laughs> I agree. Charlie but Weiss. That, I'm back to my original point, though. That would be someone that, had, that was with the Patriots during their success for a portion of it, went left, and you would think if anybody is going to spill the beans on what was really going on or what the relationships were or weren't, it would be him. I don't know if he was involved or not, though. Hmm. That I'm not sure of.
1: Yeah, that I don't know if Charlie Weiss is in the mix. I'm going I'm to watch this one, though. Yeah, I, when does it come out? Eh, mm. Soon. Soon. Fair I think enough. this month. I think this month. Well, it be smart to do it this month because there ain't much going on this month. There's a weird audio, which I can't play because there's cursing in it. But Dana White went on the... I have it without cursing. Oh, okay. You have a... Because he, he, when Dana White says about the going on podcasts, he he does curse, I believe. Mm,
2: okay, maybe. Maybe Marco bleeped this out Okay, and good. He,
1: you know what, Eddie, if he didn't just be ready to so, dump this, but I don't think let so. Let me do a quick setup. Yeah, do you ahead. have do you have in that clip the Howie Mandel portion? Yeah, I have the I have the whole thing. It's, okay. It's like So eh, Howie yeah. Mandel does a podcast, I think, with his daughter and he's having Dana White on from the UFC and he does this well, I've never heard a more kiss ass. Correct. Open. Yes. And then uh, Dana White's got no interest. I'm trying to find you the best one because right. the intro is is
2: crazy. So I don't want to play. He he's got like the whole 45 seconds. I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna pick it up from this area. Now keep in mind I'm cutting off 15 or 16 seconds of kiss ass introduction. And then it continues here. The way you do business, the
0: way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is—I'm uh, I'm jealous. And but Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. And thank you for all the kind words. I
2: appreciate it. I, I am so—you know what—he might curse. <laughs> he might. He definitely curse. curses. I, I yeah, just don't know if it was. I think this is out. the one that's it's bleeped out. Dana, I can't. Thank
0: you enough for being here. And thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's I, I, I'm literally done
2: with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. And he throws his head. He takes his headsets off and walks out. And on the podcast, they, they leave. You can hear him walking out and the door
1: slam. Yeah, I watched the video of it. So
2: why? But then why go?
1: I don't know. I think maybe he was regretting that he agreed to this one and went, and then he just was like, you know what? I can't do another podcast. Stop with the podcast. I totally
2: get. I totally get. But if you agree to do, like, we've been at the Super Bowl enough times now where we see people you've never heard of with podcasts. I get it. You say yes to this kid or the whatever, no problem. You sit down you're like, you know what? I, I, I can't do this. I'm not saying Howie Mandel is the biggest celebrity in Hollywood. I'm not saying that. But Howie Mandel, is, he is a celebrity. He is. He is pretty popular. Seems like a nice guy. And he just kissed your ass for 30 seconds. And that's the moment you realize, mm, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. I'm done with the podcast. Very funny. Yeah. I feel I don't know what Howie Mandel did after that. I don't have that audio, which I, I should go find. Because I'd be curious, like, you have that scheduled, which means you were planning on a 30-minute or more sit-down with this guy. Now what do you do? Yeah, now what? And I get, it's not live, and I get that, but still.
1: I got a really weird uh, podcast guest request for Boomer mm. that came from this. Harry uh, Mandel? Tell, no, it was not <laughs> Howie Mandel, but this guy says to me, he goes, um, I am a, a top 1% podcast. I never heard of this guy. mm mm-hmm. So I wrote to him. I go just out of curiosity. How are you coming up with that statistic? Right. He goes well based on my downloads and based on what the um what, what the podcast ratings tell me. I'm top one percent. I go. You're, I just wrote to him. I go. You're not. <laughs> I'm Sorry. I, I, you're just not. Mm. I could rattle off the top, but we know them, right? We don't know your pod. Like even Howie Mandel. We don't need a Howie Mandel podcast. We don't. All we need is we got Joe Rogan. He covers a lot of stuff. We've got uh, sports pod. There's a, a handful of podcasts that you, if you don't get here's good, I'm gonna do the cutoff, Jerry, because I'm gonna keep you and what I are the downloads? This. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't get a hundred thousand downloads a month, then you're, you're out. Get get out. Yeah, you just have to get out. Well, you know, you blame for that a Spotify. They put everybody on. They allow everybody on. Yeah, all of them do. I don't. I don't understand it. Like uh, Apple Podcast. Like you could. You could. I could fart into a microphone for twenty minutes today and call it Al's Fart Podcast. And it can. It'll. You can get it on your phone to later today. <laughs> yes, you could. With a nice graphic <laughs> yeah. of my butt. It'll be on Apple Podcasts, and hey, I'll boy, be right. I, it'll look just as legitimate as Joe Rogan. Yes, it will. hundred uh, percent
2: will. Now, if you want to do, and I do agree, it, to me, it is the fault of the Apples and the Spotifys for putting everybody on. If you want to create your own website and put your own podcast yeah. on and figure out your own audience, that's fine. But when you clog up the Spotifys and the Apple, well, I shouldn't say you're clog- they're clogging it up by putting them all out there. That's on them. It really is silly.
1: I agree. It is on them. Could I, like, if, if I put, uh, if, I, if I banged on a pot and mm-hmm. called it uh, music... If I just plugged a guitar in that I don't know how to play, yeah. made noise with it, banged on a pot, could, would they put that up as a song? Like that's, could I put that could I get that in under music? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say you got to come in with some sort of a label.
2: But <laughs> oh, could is that you right? but could you enter it as a as, as a, podcast, a musical yes. podcast? Oh yes, yes for you sure. Could.
1: Yeah, I think you could. Absolutely. Man, we, we need gatekeepers. That's what that's what you know, back in the day with radio where they'd be like Here's the Nine Inch, Inch Nails song. That's that's the good one on the record. This is the good Stone Temple Pilots. We need people to tell us to weed out the crap. Yeah, well, there's a lot and, of crap, and no one's weeding anything out. And now we don't have anything. Now we got Howie Mandel's got a podcast with his daughter, and Dana White's had enough. Yeah. And I'm with him. Dana now, White, just like I blame Spotify and Apple, I blame Dana White. Yeah, he did go to that podcast. You're do not interested. Maybe it was the such the ass kiss that Howie Mandel gave that he was just like I do not want to. He should have sit just gone here. right into it. Yeah, like if Howie Mandel just went right into it.
2: What was you when you did your when you did your podcast yeah. where you interviewed all media people? Oh yes. What was your biggest Ask kiss intro? Do you
1: remember? I didn't do an. I didn't do you never intro. Had one? Yeah, I just. You just, I, went right I just went right into it. I just went right into it. Mm.
2: Even when you had Boomer, it wasn't like great. I, should, I, oh, I never, never actually did, had Boomer. That's right.
1: I forgot about that. You didn't want to bother him with it. I didn't want to bother him with it. And I thought, yeah, I just I didn't want to bother. And I, plus, I knew Boomer's story. I was trying to talk to people whose story I didn't really know. You were doing it for you to learn. Yeah, I wanted to learn. You did Adam Shine. I did not get to Adam Shine. No, I thought you did.
2: No, didn't. All right, get Who'd did you learn the most from? If you, I know you did, would you do about a hundred of them? You did a lot. I did a lot of them before you I, ran I, yeah, out. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think like who I.
2: I, I people, remember you were. I remember you were impressed by Kim Jones's story. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, Kim
1: Jones was a good one. That I remember. She was early on. Evan was interesting, just in how he was a little kid getting into right. in into Washington D.C. living by himself at seventeen. Yeah, and then I was fascinated by anybody connected to the Howard Stern show. Okay, in the nineties, so I got eye to all those people. I you had did a lot, a lot of those people. Oh, I didn't. Re- I don't remember that. Okay, all people that of course don't talk to Howard Stern anymore. Cause mm. I couldn't get like Papa Bowie. He wouldn't come over. By the way, would you believe? On Sunday, I think it was
2: Sunday, during the Waste Management Final Round, that's still a thing. Yelled. Someone yelled Baba Booey. <laughs> At a golfer? S- yes. Right. He swings, hits the ball, right as the ball. He he was respectful in that. He didn't yell it on the backswing or anything like that. Yeah. The ball launches, and a guy screams out Baba Booey. I'm like, it's 2024. Yeah, we're we're still, still
1: doing this. We're still doing Baba Booey.
2: Part of me was really impressed that <laughs> that's still a thing. Because like as from- you say, the Stern Show isn't what it was. Right. But we still have people yelling Baba Booey at sporting events. And that
1: was from like 1990. Right. It's 30-something years ago. It's 2024.
2: It, it was remarkable. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a break. Give you your voice a rest. <laughs> when we come back, we got mores to do's. And we got Boomer and Geo at 6. It is a Thursday on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
0: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: All right, good to have you with this 20 in front of 6. It is Alan Jerry. We've got Boomer and Geo on a busy, busy Thursday coming up in just a little while. What else going on over there? I saw
1: Lenny Dykstra
2: had a stroke. Yeah, so I saw this article, too, and when you first read it, it's, you know, you're concerned. And then later on in the article, it said he's he's doing okay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, 61, not good. They called it a mini-stroke. Yeah, mini a stroke. stroke. Yeah, I know. I, I, the I heck's don't, a mini stroke? I don't know. A stroke is a stroke to me. I know there are different levels. But yeah, man, you have one. Does that mean others are coming? I I don't know. It just sounds terrible.
1: So I went on Lenny Dykstra's Twitter page to see if he was yeah. updating us. Uh, he did not update us, but I saw that you can book Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra is part of a uh, of a of a company that will book book your next podcast guest. You can what? talk to Lenny. Like, there's a company that has a bunch of people that want to be on podcasts, that want to be guests. guests? Yeah. And Lenny Dijkstra's one of them. Really? Another one is Tom Arnold. So huh. if you have a podcast out there and you want to talk to Tom Arnold, he is available. What do they get out of that, then? Is that for a fee? I bet you have to pay oh, well, Lenny Dykstra to be uh, a guest on your podcast. Well, then, no thanks.
2: Remember when he was uh, a... <laughs> remember we had that magazine and he was this big uh, uh, finance guy?
1: to. Like we all bought it too, right? <laughs> I remember sitting in the parking lot in my 2000 Honda Civic, the parking lot of uh, Metro Park Train Station. I was about to get on my on a train to go to my job at WNEW, and Lenny Dykstra was on with Mike, yeah, Mike and Chris, yep. And I was like, I got to start investing. <laughs> he bought Wayne Gretzky's house. I got to start investing with I, this guy. I know, I I know. That was unbelievable. He was making so much sense. Uh, and what happened?
2: I don't know. I don't know if it was all a ruse. I don't remember, honestly. I just yeah. remember him coming in. He was. He looked like a sharp-dressed man. He had this magazine that he was in, and he was talking stocks, and he was wealthy, and he bought Gretzky's house in Beverly Hills, and it was like, how the hell? I remember Mike was like amazed by it. Yeah. And then years later... You look at what happened to him. Not now, but obviously things fell apart. I don't
1: know. Yeah, he was. He had owned a bunch of car washes. That's the supposed that like, where yes. he made his money. Yep. And then fast forward to like three years ago, he was in trouble getting thrown out of a crap apartment in Linden, New Jersey. Yes. There that is hell an article. That,
2: there was an article written in 2011 titled "The Financial Fall of Lenny Dykstra."
1: <laughs> I I need
2: to read that. Yeah, I agree. And because this all happened right around then, so he probably had some sort of a run. I I, I guess I, I don't even know.
1: Good thing I didn't have actual money to invest with Lenny Dykstra back then, because I would have given it all to him. That uh, speech he was given on Mike uh, Mike and Chris's show it was impressive. And what's funny though, I only recall Mike being uh, talking to him, so maybe it was maybe uh, Chris
2: was off that yeah, day. Maybe, was it in the
1: summer? Might have been a summer because those summers
2: were um, they were legendary for those two never working together. Yeah, it must have been
1: that. That's and Mike was wild. like, let me bring in Lenny Dykstra to to spit out some financial advice to the masses. How about this this line? A life once
2: brimming with unbridled energy and flush with cash yeah. has ground to a bankrupt halt. <laughs> wow. As Dykstra's wife of 23 years,
1: the mother of his three sons, divorced him. Three sons? Yeah. yeah. He came in a number of years ago. I think it was when Craig was, was still with Boomer. Sounds right. Yep. He was missing teeth, Jerry. He was, he sounded like he was drunk because he had no
2: teeth. I know. And then he came to me when, because I guess Craig got on him a little bit, which makes sense. For having no teeth. Well, that and other things. And when he walked out, he comes to my desk and he goes, you're the good one. I'm like, Me? What did I do? I think just I didn't say anything
1: because you were you were nice to him or didn't say anything to him.
2: Not this is again 2011. Not long ago, Dykstra was the proud owner of a 19 million dollar mansion <laughs> in Thousand Oaks, California, which he purchased from Wayne Gretzky.
1: Yeah, then he, then he was in Linden, New Jersey, in an apartment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the I, don't, heck? I, I don't know. He faced federal charges of bankruptcy fraud and obstruction of justice, along with identity theft, grand theft auto, and possession of drugs. I mean, you want to talk about a fall. My goodness. I
1: mean, I'd book him for the podcast, Jerry, because I could go through this company, but (laughs) I don't think he'd be coherent about what the hell happened. I don't know if he would either. What a mess. Hey, why did the 49ers
2: fire their defensive coordinator? Uh, Steve Wilkes? because um, I think you would say they underachieved defensively down the stretch of the season. Um, There were people, if you remember listening to Boomer and Geo last week in Vegas, Um, that their defense had come under fire for not giving a solid effort at times. There were plays that were highlighted on social media where guys weren't busting it. Um, I I think part of it, I think obviously, if they win, he doesn't get fired. But I continue to say that they had two leads in that game, and that vaunted defense couldn't. I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but if you're this amazing defense, you go get one stop and you win. They didn't do that. Um, So I think it was just they moved on. It was one year and out. Yeah, one and out, one and out. And think about the way the season began—how good they were defensively. But as the season wore on, they kind of wore down, and they did have injuries. And I think it sucked that that Greenlaw got injured the way he did. But um, I don't think that I don't think that relationship or that partnership was ever perfect.
1: Who needs a defensive coordinator now? Now is there anybody? Because the Cowboys had, but they signed their their main man, Mike Zimmer, who did have a press conference yesterday. So that is oh, he a, did. That is as official as official
2: is now. Oh yes. man, he was there in in Frisco. And did talk to the media. I don't know who needs a defensive coordinator. You feel like a lot of these spots have been filled already. Right. I don't know. But if you're Steve Wilkes, I'm sure he got signed to a deal that was a lot longer than a year. Oh, so So he'll get paid to go away. He'll get some cash. And then he'll get a job next year. Yeah. There there is even a point, Al. I would say in November or December where the Niners were underachieving defensively so badly. I believe Kyle Shanahan was asked in a press conference if he was going to take over the defensive calling duties. So it, this has been something that's been out there for a couple months.
1: But it was weird, too. Like, I think at the uh, the postseason press conference after the season was over that uh, Kyle Shanahan said everybody would be back. Correct. I, I then- said that
2: yesterday. He, he was asked about Wilkes. And he said, as of right now, we no changes. And He's then gone. 24 hours later, he was fired.
1: I was confused by this headline, mainly because it came from ESPN, Jerry. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the worldwide leader in sports. This is on their website. This was the way the headline was written. And I had not seen any news about this, so right. I was confused as to what this meant. The headline is, Dubs, D-U-B-S. Mm-hmm. Dubs made bid for LeBron at deadline. The Warriors. Yeah, I was like, what is dubs? W for dubs. I caught on eventually. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's a weird, to me, it felt like a weird headline. <clears throat> I agree. Dubs? Yep, I agree. Like, if they wrote the W, W apostrophe S makes bid for LeBron at the trade I deadline. guess that's their nickname out there. The dubs?
2: Yeah, I've seen that before, but I don't feel like it's widely used. Um, and I only knew that it was the Warriors um, immediately because I had seen the story yesterday. Yeah. Um, and ESPN was, you know, all, the, all those talk shows and FS1, they were all talking about the Warriors trying to get LeBron. So I knew what it was. But yeah, I, that's not something... I, we don't use that nickname. The period. Dubs. Do you? I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever once said the Dubs beat the Clippers. Me neither. So, but yeah, I did see that, Yes.
1: So why would the why are the Lakers trying to get rid of LeBron James? They're not. They declined. It was the Warriors trying to get him. Oh, so they were, they were the ones that going. Uh, what what? How about parting ways with this LeBron Correct. James fella? Yes,
2: because the Lakers have. Here's the word again: underachieved. Now the last hmm. month or so, and they've kind of fallen off in the West a little bit. Um, so you make a phone call. Any interest in uh, sending us LeBron? No. You see the um, even the Sixers GM apparently made a phone call to Phoenix for Kevin Durant. And for Devin Booker. And they were like, "Uh, no, we're <laughs> pretty good right now. But you can't fault them for trades. You know what, too? Even last year, remember we got all hot and bothered, or Met fans did, by the notion that the Mets fielded a phone call about Pete Alonso From the and, Cubs? Yeah. Like, if you're a team that is looking to make a postseason run and win a World Series, and you see a team that's struggling that's got a star on it, why wouldn't you call? And if you're that team, why wouldn't you listen? Maybe they offer you something so insane, you make the deal because it makes sense. But the idea that anyone would call about LeBron, yeah, why not? If you can get him, get him. Shoot your shot, as they say. Shoot your shot, because if you don't, you're never going to score. I think there were teams that were calling for Tom Brady, right? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know that, but you might be right. I don't hmm. know. Like, why? Well, but then again, they were never really bad. Like, What was Brady's worst season, would you say?
1: Hmm.
2: Nine and seven, hmm. eight and eight. Did they even? Have... I don't think
1: they went eight and eight. I would bet nine and seven.
2: I would say nine and seven too. At some point, in a
1: season where he played, yeah, all the games, because you had
2: the one season where he got injured and they still—I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they still were over five hundred. So let's see. So I'm going to look at the records here. If I go back, you gotta go back a long time for these guys. Good lord, when did he start over there? A while. Mm. So let's start in 03. All right. 14 and 2, 14 and 2, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, 16 and 0, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 14 and 2, 13. Mike, listen to these records. 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, <laughs> 14 and 2, 13 and 3. Yeah, they had no. No. They weren't losers. Nope. bunch My of losers. God, that is remarkable. I knew they were really good. I don't remember all of those. They didn't even have a nine and seven season in there with him. Man, That's you're gonna want to watch that documentary. I have to Plus. watch the documentary now. Yes. Why did you not want to play for Bill Belichick again? Because all you did was win, win, win. Damn, he's get tired of it. I understand. Tired, tired, tired. I think too, and I'm not taking anything away from them. The fact they played in the division they played in, they pretty much almost every year beat the Jets twice. That's true. The Bills weren't a great team, and Split. the Dolphins weren't very good. No, although the Dolphins gave them trouble. Yeah, that was always
1: weird. Always weird. Yes, I agree. That so. is strange. Like when uh, it doesn't make any sense historically. Yeah, like we've said, a uh, Cowboys Redskins. How about Cowboys Cardinals? Yeah, historically, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys,
2: and it doesn't make any sense. Nope. There's certain teams that just have struggles with other teams, and I it, it doesn't make sense. Even when they're good, they struggle with them. Like how about the how about Washington and the Giants? Yes. The How Giants own them. The Eagles with the Giants. Because the players aren't the same. Correct. Well, but that's the whole thing with the Jets. Everybody talks about same old Jets, same old Jets. Meantime, these 18... I'm not, sorry, 18. These 21-year-olds get drafted every year. They don't know anything about the Jets. And then as soon as they put the uniform on, they become the Jets.
1: Right. It's new coaches every I mean, year, God, every couple God. of years. The only
2: difference would be Rex had a little bit of a run. And they had two AFC Championship game appearances... Parcells had a little bit of a run. That's been it. I mean, Mangini had one good year. Bowles had a good year. But it always falls apart quickly.
1: Who would you say had a better run, Rex Ryan or Bill Parcells with the Jets?
2: That is a great question. Because
1: Rex, he did it two years back-to-back. He did.
2: (sighs) The difference would be Parcells took over an absolute disaster and got them back to respectability very quickly and then an AFC championship game. And if Vinny doesn't get hurt, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't have been right back there if not in the Super Bowl the next year. Rex did it really well and really quickly, and I loved Rex, but it fell apart on him pretty fast too. Yeah, Um, That's a tough one. I'd flip a coin, but I'd probably go with Parcells in the end, I think, Hmm. because he left them in really good shape. That would be my opinion. I leave this to you, Mister yeah. Eric Mangini, and, and he did it in other places too, as well. That's
1: true. You know, success other places. Did Jerry. it in Dallas. Patriots. Turned over a great
2: team to Dallas. Wade Phillips. So, all right, take a quick break. Five fifty-three. When we come back, wrap it up. Get you to uh, Boomer and Geo right now. Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence. We're talking football. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about uh, 2 minutes or so left. We got Boomer and Gio standing by I cannot wait to get on, so we'll try and get through this quick.
1: You know, it's funny, yesterday you had audio from Mets manager Carlos Mendoza. Yes. And both Eddie and I are Mets fans. We watch Mets games. Both of us at the same time realized, "Oh yeah, Carlos Mendoza yeah. is the Mets manager." Yeah. That no If buzz. you would have asked me yesterday before you played those clips, who's the current manager of the Mets? I'm not sure how to come up with that. What I'm I'm hoping Eddie neither.
2: Uh, what I'm hoping for is that that's just a solid hire. There was no buzz to it. There wasn't. I mean, former bench coach for the Yankees, great, wonderful. He's okay. He's he knows the he knows New York, all good. But there was no buzz. To no that buzz. hire. That said, let's hope he goes out there and th- they overachieve. You know, the one thing I read, they said that Terry Collins was here for seven or eight years, whatever. He's their fifth manager since Terry Collins. <laughs> like, talk about instability. Like my, they were God. five managers
1: in between. Or four? There have been,
2: I think he's the fifth one. I think it said, yeah. Think about that, man. Yeah, not great. That is not great. Remember, you had the pervert Mickey uh, Rivers, No. Mickey Calloway, Mickey Calloway. Not a pervert, but he had the he had something going on on the side. Yeah. He was Which was a, not great. He was trying to pick up chicks in the office. You had Buck, you got this guy, and I guess there were two others. I don't know.
1: And there were two I'm others I didn't
2: there. think of who they are, but yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, Did you see, Jerry, Adam Silver, who himself looks like an alien. An alien, yes. Uh, says that Las Vegas is in the mix well, for a potential course. expansion And city. you know who's
2: going to own that team? Who? LeBron. In Vegas? LeBron wants to be the owner of the team that goes to Vegas. That
1: is true. That's that has been that's been documented. You know what's weird when we were taking Uber rides around Vegas, Gina kept asking all the Uber drivers, who I don't know why she was interested, who really runs Vegas? (laughs) The mob. (laughs) You're asking an Uber driver? I don't know. If they live there, I don't know. By the way, they all had an answer. They all were like, well, MG, they are like, mm-hmm. this consortium,
0: this. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.